Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive, week one, mostly in the books. We're going to survey the damage for me, give uh, Andy some well-deserved glory for being right on a lot of things, and uh, take a look at uh, these openers for week two, which are starting to pop all over the uh, gambling Twitter space. Um, seeing lines on most every game uh, up at Pinnacle already, which is pretty great. No totals yet, but uh, we'll just focus on the sides. Andy, how's your Sunday? Excellente. It's been a great day. Oh, I'm having a hell of a time getting bet online to roll up. Oh, bet online that AG. You got to get your. You got to get the last two letters right. For some reason, I kept typing EU. Uh, I didn't lose any bets. That was nice. Nice man. A little sad that Denver pushed, but that's what happens when you take the points. And it's a three, yeah. and I, I don't know how much that's changed. That'd be an interesting article. Um, now that we have a couple years of uh, you know the the new uh, longer extra point rule, we might have a little more as far as data points. But I think it's like eighteen percent of games end in a three point win. So these things fucking happen. Yeah, it does happen. Uh, bummer that uh, that that uh, that felt like the right side all all week and uh, felt like the right side all game. Even uh, a couple of really uncharacteristically sloppy moments from Case Keenum really cost the uh, cost the Broncos that cover. Um, I guess give Seattle some credit for uh, being feistier on defense than we expected. Yeah, I think getting getting to Keenum early and. And he, they did get to him, not as much as Denver got to uh, Russell. I think they had six sacks for like 60 yards, but definitely had him a little rattled. It was like I talk about when I talk about him with the Vikings, waiting for him to have games like this. And I mean, he was great at times. He made some great throws, but just some boneheaded interceptions. So I think it's going to be a live with the Keenum, die with the Keenum kind of year in Denver. And if, if he's not uh, making up for his miscues with big touchdown passes to DT and Sanders and things could get uh, squirrely, but there they are on top of the division after one game. Mm, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the uh, top of the division, some of the division standings are going to look pretty wild. Like, uh, I don't know, the NFC South uh, with yeah. your division leading uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, how about that uh, for uh, for an unexpected outcome? Bucks win going away in you know in uh, the Big Easy. Um, you know we were making jokes. You were on the right side yeah, of this one in I terms kid, of like I looking ahead. I kid. I kidded about that, yeah, but uh, that was that was not as expected. And I mean, those things do happen. And like we said, it happens every year. The you know the upset train shows up week one. Wait, and there's a train right behind me now. But, uh, I mean, it was like last year with that. Everybody and their sister had, and that was, granted, I think that was the Thursday opener, but everybody had their Patriots teasers, their Patriots parlays, the Patriots against the spread, Patriots team totals. And I mean, actually, that one last one probably cashed, but the Patriots went and shat right away down in Kansas City. But this one was, this is probably worse. This was at home to a team that's, supposed to be in the dregs of the league with their backup quarterback. And granted, he has started. He's been a starter at various points in his career, and he looked like Joe Montana today. Unbelievable. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. Yeah, sorry yeah. about your survivor leagues. Yeah, really and truly. Um, 
I'm sure there was a lot of money line parlays that died with uh, with New Orleans in there too, because that looked like a no doubter. Jeez, um, man. The uh, more, more surprising. Let's talk about some more surprising results, and then let's get into uh, uh, kind of a breakdown of how the plays we were advocating for uh, shook down. Um, I'll say, man. The uh, the surprising on. Do you want to go good or bad first? You pick. Well, I mean, I don't have much for bad. If you want to just do bad, I'll 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 <laughs> I'll go I'll go bad first. Uh, surprising, I guess. The more things change, the the more they stay the same. Uh, in a lot of the, for a lot of these teams, the oh, yeah. uh, Chargers Chargers at the top of that list uh, still can't convert field goals. Still can't get important stops. Their defense looked legitimately slow out there. I put a. Uh, play in on the Chargers at minus four thinking like I'm betting on this defense being legit this year and they gave up 38 points at home uh, in a you know again you know we talked about how they don't really have home field advantage but the talent should have outweighed that well the that was like Kansas City West basically like there was 22,000 Chiefs fans and about 2,000 Chargers fans in the stadium today so uh, Pat Mahomes gets a debut that was utterly uh Utterly perfect. Uh, this might be your Big Twelve quarterback breaking, uh, you know, trend breaking dude here. Um, he clearly looks like the real deal. Even if he has medium games, he's got weapons that are just ridiculous. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is so freaking fast; he can turn a bubble screen into a fifty-yard touchdown. You know, guys, the guy was outstanding today. Uh, they had trick plays up their sleeves, which is what you expect with Andy Reid having extra time to prepare. Uh, in hindsight, playing the Chargers was an absolutely terrible move, uh, and uh, that was probably my worst call of the week. What about you? I played the Chargers too, but I was scared about everything that you just said, so I played their team total over. Because I'm like, there's even if they absolutely biff it on defense, and and Mahomes plays well, which. I was certain he had a chance to with the weapons he had around him and with some missing parts on defense, I kind of wanted to take the the spread out of it and it wasn't a number worth teasing. It wasn't a money line play. So I said, we'll just do team total. And even that I feel probably a little lucky to have gotten that over 26, but it does feel good when you make the play and you switch it to a different style of bet when you do a derivative or whatever you want to call it, a team total like that. And it, it ends up working out. I feel like chargers, the chargers may still have been the right side. Just a, a lot of variance there. I mean, you had the it right away, the, yeah. the, the special team stuff and Philip rivers with some bad throws. I mean, w- when Philip rivers wanted to go down and score and not turn it over, they just went down and scored. Uh, really, really awful, awful, awful day for the Chief, or Chargers defense. Actually, special teams defenses, too. Yeah. Special teams too. It was so bad. They were incredibly bad. Um, yeah, that was a that was a huge disappointment. It's gonna be. You know, it's gonna wasn't be, surprising. What's that? The Bills are so bad. Oh and my god! Let's, let's not oh go my god. overreact and just blindly bet them. But maybe because the like uh, Philip Rivers is already catching it catching some money there against Buffalo in Buffalo, which is a tough one traveling West to East laying a touchdown on the road. But I saw nothing and people might say, well, you know, Josh Allen went and let him down the field and they scored a little, you know, they scored a field goal. But I mean, at, at that point, 
Baltimore had packed it in. Baltimore was they were probably on the sidelines getting ready for the the Cincinnati game at that point. Yeah, uh, it's it true. And uh, Thursday game, they got to take off uh, about an hour early, and that was uh, that was a disgusting display of uh, just beating the shit out of someone. Yeah, it was. It was. And ridiculous. I teased it. I teased it. I could have pleased it. Could have gone the other way. I hate, <laughs> you did that I, with the I, I skins almost, too, right? Yeah, I almost hate it when it, a teaser covers by forty points. Like, oh, yeah, it's, you I guess I should have just bet that. Yeah. like a giant pussy. But, no, that uh, very unsurprising win. Do um, uh, you want to talk about Garoppolo's? I was going to I thought he, I I thought gonna, he, had some nice, um, he had some nice uh, – it's a very tough defense on the road, and I thought he showed some poise at moments. And I would not be afraid to – especially now that they lost and the hype is down a little – I wouldn't be afraid to back him at points during the year. He looks like he he's going to be serviceable. And that was one of those things where when there's so much hype around a guy, do you buy it or not? And I, even with the loss, I kind of buy it. Yeah. I, I like, thought I like uh, the way that, I liked the way that offense looked. I thought that the, uh, of the, you know, of the teams that didn't cover uh, San Francisco was, you know, they had a couple of drops that really swung that game. Uh, they, they had a couple end zone drops and which when they could have kind of put themselves right back in that. But uh, overall, you know, you have to tip your hat to the Minnesota defense. They were outstanding again, picked up right where they left off. Incredibly tough to convert against on third down. Uh, and uh, they even spiced things up by adding a defensive touchdown, something we didn't see except for just one time last year. And we talked about this when we previewed the Vikings, like if their defense gets a little bit more, you know, aggressive in terms of turning the ball over and, uh, and uh, creating defensive scores, you're going to have uh, you know a monster dealing with the dealing with this defense on you know week in week out. And um, sure enough, they really carried the day. I thought Cousins and the offense were fine. Didn't really they converted some stuff down the stretch when they needed to to keep the game in. I thought to salt the game away, which was cool. But um, but yeah, I'm with you on Garoppolo, and it's interesting with the look ahead line. I had them circled to back. I was hoping to get a little bit better number, like minus two and a half or something. Uh, the look ahead was three and a half. They're hosting Matt Stafford and the Lions uh, on next Sunday in San Francisco. Um, maybe if the Lions blow doors off against the Jets tomorrow on Monday Night Football, then we'll be talking about yeah. a two and, and a half here instead of a three. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm probably we're gonna, I'm probably going to lay the early. points. Like the, is it finished yet? I think the Miami, when we started recording moments ago, the Miami Tennessee game was still being played. So this is being recorded before the Sunday night game, obviously before the Monday night games, we're not going to have lines or fully cognizant opinions on some of the teams that are yet to play. And there's, and with this weird week one, there's six teams that haven't played yet, but there's plenty of lines up. And even, you know, some of the offshores are still hanging numbers up for green Bay and other teams that are playing green Bay, a one to two point favorite at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird that they do that, but here we are the, uh, uh, one of their kind of close. They, point might, on- they might have some caps on the limits at this point, but. Oh, there's absolutely limits for sure. Yeah. They're low. They're they're low right now. But um, it's interesting. They opened that. Uh, you mentioned Philip Rivers heading east to play early in Buffalo. 
against uh, presumably Peterman, but maybe Josh Allen. Who knows who the starting quarterback for the Bills is going to be? Doesn't matter is another question. Um, but uh, the look-aheads before the season, we were expecting to see something like Chargers minus one in this spot. Uh, and they open this Chargers minus eight in penny bet down to minus seven and a half so a little bit of uh, old school sharp money grabbed a big number with buffalo at home i guess um boy uh is buffalo, it, yeah, here's a hot take is buffalo going to be the new cleveland where they open at 11 and a half or they open at eight and a half and people gobble it up and they lose by 15 every week I'll, I'll say yes, they were by 45. <laughs> Jesus, they got the doors blown off. Um, it was not competitive. It was not a competitive game. And the body language on all the players and on the coaches, it was all it was all disastrous. Start to finish. Yeah. Bills is going to be a long season. And it was nice. Um, hat, hat tip to Sandman because I played uh, I played his tip as far as uh, Buffalo's team total under in the second half, which was nice because my my bets in the first uh in the first game there were winning pretty comfortably i guess i was kind of watching the cincinnati game to get that one over with but but in that game it was something to watch so i needed uh less than seven or seven or less and josh okay. allen you know he made me sweat it a little there so that's uh that's another thing too we talked about that buffalo team total under that was at 17 got bet the bet the hell down in a hurry down to like 14 Obviously, all of that cashed. This yeah, offense, they scored. Offense they scored three points. Yeah. Not great. No, no, and uh, but they weren't even. I, I, I thought there were other offenses that were worse. Uh, and as long as we're in the vein of bad calls by me and bad offenses, let's talk about. I, I, I want to talk about Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, the, the, the Dallas defense did exactly what I was hoping for in terms of limiting Carolina and Camden. Uh, they were aggressive. They made plays. They really only kind of cracked at one point. I felt like during the whole first half, uh, but uh, it was not to be as it felt like Dallas really should have, could have, would have been shut out. Uh, this game ends 16 to eight. Uh, Dallas had two chances at the end of the game to try to get a game scoring touchdown and two point conversion. They were effectively useless in both of those drives. None of their receiving receivers generated even remotely close to separation from their defensive backs. And Carolina does not have a defensive secondary that is particularly good. And they don't have a defensive defensive line that's particularly good. Didn't really matter. Uh, the offense that they called was extremely vanilla. They got a high, you know, they got high efficiency out of Prescott in terms of converting. You know, he is a relatively high yards per pass attempt and relatively high completion rate. But like this offense was broken from Jump Street. Like uh, this, the way that the plays were called, the way that, that the drives were structured, um, they put themselves in disadvantaged situations regularly in third down. They ended up converting two of 11 third downs, which is absolutely atrocious. And I want to give I mean, I'll give Carolina a, a, a sprinkle of credit for playing good defense, but this was really on Cowboys' offensive game planning, in my opinion. And uh, and if this if it's this pathetic, then uh, our uh, or at least my uh, my first coach fired on uh, uh, on what's his face is, is looking pretty good. Garrett. 
Garrett, oh. yeah. Garrett, first coach fired, is looking relatively reasonable. Yeah, how about Dirk, Dirk Cutter, first coach fired? Not so great anymore. Not so great anymore. Let's Which, talk about the they'll, look. They'll probably yeah. rattle off five straight losses here, but yeah. still. Another, another team that was disappointing at home today from the NFC East was the Giants. Uh, there was a lot of sharp folks, a lot of our sharp friends uh, felt like the Giants was the right side in this one. Saw guys had three and a half threes uh, and uh, ended up closing Jags minus two and a half. Uh, Jags win by five thanks to a defensive score. Jags defense picked up right where they left off in terms of making the game-changing play that effectively decides the outcome. Um, you know, fade this defense at your own peril effectively uh and uh giants you know force force the you know force the ball to saquon barkley a lot in the first half of this game he was you know running in mud there was absolutely no room for him he finally busts out like a 68 yard touchdown and i think this is what you can expect boomer bust with this guy uh it's just a matter of you know does he get a boom play in a game and does it happen in a time before it's too late and in this case it was too late for the giants to get the win or the cover eli manning down back behind you know behind center is a problem still and uh now that was their chance to get on the board for a win start start the season you know on a on a positive note playing at home against the jaguars as a short underdog uh they turn around now and head to jerry world to play dallas on sunday night football next week um this thing opened dallas minus three and a half for some reason and it was bet down to minus three real quick uh i think the right side's probably the giants do you have a, a, an early lean in this one andy yeah, week two. Let's not overreact and don't be afraid to take an ugly team right now. That's probably like I did a deep exhale there because like we're sitting here at I'm seven fifteen central time and I'm thinking about the games. And and boy, backing backing them right now doesn't feel so good. But it's probably it's probably where you want to be. Bet the number, not the team. And I mean that that was a tough task. That was a tough task today. I think. Yeah, it was. It was I tough. Mean, just, I, yeah, Did, I guess so. Have it, so seeing the outcome and seeing Giants twenty to fifteen loss was this a good loss at all? If you're a GM, you know, if you're in the locker room and you're with the Giants, are you looking around at each other like we were in this game? This team is legit. You know, the team we played is legit. Uh, we had our chances. We could have beat these guys. Or are you looking around like we still can't freaking figure out how to win, even though we got rid of McAdoo? We still banging our heads against the wall. I wouldn't be real excited about Eli. He he looked like he's always looked, I guess, especially over the past couple of years. I mean, as a team who had some pretty ugly losses last year, I guess it's a bit of a moral victory against a really – I mean, that's a team that went to a conference championship game. But still, you're supposed to be better. You've got Odell back. You've got, you know, Shepard's healthy. you got everything's back. You've got your star young running back everything's bright and shiny this time of year. And if you, if you can't defend home turf like that, they didn't, I mean, they weren't even within the number, I guess they were close, but I think that's a game. They they probably had pegged as a game. They can win, mm-hmm. even though they were, you know, they were road or a home a home dog at that point, but a team that wants to turn it around, you need to get a You need to get those close wins when you're a, a short dog like that at home. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, do you think there's going to manifest an angle on the total here potentially with uh, these two teams that look like they have reasonably stout 
defenses and offenses that are still uh, extremely trying to find themselves. Um, you know, I guess what what number would you expect this to open at? Well, I'm just, I'm seeing some 43 and a half, but they're dropping. Yeah, I was going to say this feels it's, like an, an under 43 and a half. Okay, I was hoping they would open it at 44 or something. We could no, it's, I mean, it, I've seen some red already. It's dropping down. <laughs> Probably be 42 here soon. Okay. That's kind of where that's going to have to be, I think. Okay. Well, not really looking forward to Sunday Night Football with that game next week, really, at all. Um, let's uh, let's 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 move on to it a little bit more. No, Actually, I mean, it, more. it was two pretty disappointing offenses with with some big names on them. Like, uh, what did uh, Dallas and New York scored 23 points between them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, not good. Great. Not good. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Uh, the other offense worth noting, as long as we're discussing offenses that looked completely toothless, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Woof. Woofy. Woof. That is about as bad as you can look at home on opening night uh, as I can think of on offense. Uh, it was uh, against a defense that was good i guess the redskins defense made plays uh, it didn't really feel like there was ever you know that that it didn't really ever, ever feel like it was in the defense's hands of the redskins it was basically just that the cardinals had no plan no you know no dynamic uh playmaking from david johnson uh a lot of you know targets at that Larry Fitzgerald, who had you know plenty of coverage, the weapons in the passing game uh, in Arizona are a major, major problem. Um, it uh, you know they they're and and the coach the coach is not good. He does not understand how to run a game plan. Uh, there were uh, there was a time where they finally got a little bit of momentum going right at to start off the second half. They're down twenty one points. Uh, they drive into red you know as deep or deeper into Redskins territory as they had been all game. And they punt on fourth and third to pin the Redskins. They're playing field position down 21 in the second half. Get the fuck out of here. Like that was an embarrassing, uh, you know, embarrassing opening uh, opening game for uh, the um, the coach who is Carolina's former defensive coordinator. Steve, and the, Steve, uh, Steve Wilkes. Wilkes uh, yeah. just, I mean, about him, he's a defensive coordinator turned head coach. And that is not their strength right now. And they don't have... I mean, it shows that they don't have much of a plan right now on the offense. I could not tell you who Arizona's offensive coordinator is right now, but she's put that guy in the hot seat too. And it's tough. They don't have, we talked about this preseason in the previews. They don't have great outside threats. Larry Fitzgerald's great, but he's not a stretch the field guy at this point in his career. And boy, if you can't, if you can't open things up a little in the passing game there, it's going to be a, it's going to be a bad year. It's yeah, gonna be a pretty, pretty, pretty bad year. It's the truth, man. Um, let's let's uh, let's spend a little positive now and a little fun because uh, this is obviously I'm I'm obviously I'm not in a great mood. I lost my shirt on the U.S. Open Women's and Men's Final, so I'm I'm like pissed right now. But uh, I'm excited to have football back. Let's let's uh, let's spin it a little more positive. Uh, did you enjoy the uh, the 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 team that never that refuses to stop being entertaining in the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> I said they that earlier. So I'm like, you know, they like, just can't help themselves. Thursday sucked. What a what a shitty game. But boy, even even if I you know had money on that one and lost it, what an entertaining game. 
like the the Steelers tried to morph into the Browns at one point. Like, oh, we're going to Browns this up, which and technically they did because they gave away the spread. And if you had Steelers minus three and a half, four and a half, six, whatever, you deserved better. Like that, that probably shouldn't have happened that way. They weren't moving the ball. Nothing was happening. And then the Steelers went full Browns. And then the Browns went full Browns, kind of, but the Steelers couldn't take advantage of it. And then we got our we got our tie right away, which is funny. Someone brought that up on the Twitter. Like we had talked about the in the Propapalooza, we talked about the tie bet. And I kind yeah. of I did, I did look into it. I'm like, it's kind of it's hard to guess the true probability when it's kind of a rare outlier event. And it, it seemed like the it seemed like the price was pretty fair, so I stayed off it. But my bet was going to be that there will be no ties this year. <laughs> I'm like, oh my and god! And it would have made it. Like, I would have made it through. It would have been one funny. Games yes, it didn't make it through Sunday. the first slate of games. Week yeah. one. Yeah. Oh god, it was a great, entertaining game. Ben Roethlisberger looked terrible. The mm-hmm. Steelers' offense looked terrible. The Browns' defense was not good. Uh, they kind of were opportunistic, I guess, in in uh, in taking away the ball. They had a the Browns had a plus five net turnover uh, differential in that, which is like uh, you know when that happens, you can pretty much uh, be effectively sure that you're going to win the game. A uh, brilliant stat by uh, that was tweeted out by by uh, uh, Bill Barnwell. I'm stalling as I look it up here. Teams that uh, have a plus five turnover differential, you got to guess as to uh, uh, how they are in terms of win, lose, and, and ties over the years. Uh, over it's, like the last 137 games or so? Yeah, over about the last 137 games, you got an yeah. idea? That, yeah, I saw that. I actually retweeted that too. That killed me. 132 times. Four and one. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then even beyond that, the context of the Browns are responsible for two of the losses and the tie. Like you take the Browns out of this. And if you have a plus five takeaways in a game, you're 132 and two. <laughs> like that is ludicrous. It's basically you have one. You have one. You have to try hard to to figure out a way to, to lose or tie. And uh, Browns figured that out that way. They even had a gift of a chance late with a uh, turnover where they got to the ball down oh, to the 30 yard wow. line of Pittsburgh. And even from there, they couldn't negotiate five, six yards, get it into the middle of the field, give their kicker uh, as uh, as high an opportunity, you know, as good an opportunity as possible uh, to convert that uh, game winning field goal try. So that was uh, that was pretty unbelievably Brownsy. Ugly. Ugly. And uh, again, you know, that's that's the way it goes with the Browns. Uh, the We sit here now and uh, they still have not won a game <laughs> going back to the, like December of 2016, I guess. Uh, uh, did they lose, though? Did they lose? They didn't lose. They are yeah. not. But they are still at the bottom of the uh, AFC North. Because both right, because both of the contenders in the AFC North that we kind of were high on in terms of challenging the Steelers, you were high on the Ravens, I'm high on the Bengals. Uh, number one, we get to see those teams face off on Thursday night, which will be fun to handicap. And number two, they both came away with pretty impressive wins today. I guess you could say that uh, that Baltimore at home against Peterman and company was impressive in that they took care of business. Uh, winning by 42 is always, you know, 45 is always impressive. Uh, but uh, what the Bengals did coming back against uh, a frisky Andrew Luck uh, and an Indianapolis Colts team that was really kind of 
they were generating some pretty good offense, especially early in the game. They were converting a lot of third downs. Has me a little worried about the uh, Bengals defense, to be honest. Uh, but uh, the Bengals, they they have moxie. They came back. They they yeah. came back. They put together a game-winning drive when they needed it. They uh, they went up 24-23. Uh, they killed a ton of clock in the fourth quarter with the drive that converted a, a bunch of impressive third downs. Uh, they uh, converted a field goal to go up four, which put the pressure on Andrew Luck and company to score a touchdown, creating the opportunity to get a turnover, which they returned for a touchdown and win by 11. Um, I thought this was a good win for the Bengals. Uh, and we head now into Thursday night football where we're effectively looking at a pick opened at a pick em. money has been early money splashing on the road, the road dogs, Baltimore uh, or the road team, Baltimore. They're about minus one now after about an hour of betting. Um, major takeaways for you for, from Cincinnati, and how do you look at this uh, this Thursday night as an early cap? Who who would you say is a better quarterback in their offense right now, Joe Flacco or Andrew Luck? A- Andrew Luck, I think, is a better quarterback in their offense right now. He looks – But it's close. I thought he looked good. I don't, I don't want to pin that loss on him. He, I think maybe we, maybe we were on the wrong side with Cincinnati because, and I guess it did go both ways, but obviously this happens in a lot of football games, but some key turnovers really turn that game. And I think Andrew Luck, uh, you know, let's not crown him AFC South champion right now, sitting at 0-1, but he looked pretty poised. He didn't seem to have a ton of rust in that shoulder or neck or whatever, uh, all the stuff that was wrong with his upper body. I I really think the Colts are going to probably have a, you know, some much better results going forward, especially especially if they can hold on some balls. Was it who who had the most fumbles? Actually, maybe Cincinnati had more fumbles. I'm trying, uh, there was in that game. So many turnovers they, well, today. Eight, well, AJ 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 Luck had the one that was bad and then a second one that was almost a backbreaker. Uh yes. but the lucky lucky bounce it bounced back to his teammate. Uh yeah, they oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. each they each lost one fumble. Um yeah. I think the the um I think the, the I, Indianapolis one was at such an inopportune time though. Yeah, it was. It was bad. That was tough. It was really I mean, bad. Yeah. They they absolutely could have won that game. Which would have been fine if they won by like one or two, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't really have a good feel for the Thursday game. Obviously, we'll talk more about it Wednesday night. But that line's probably pretty fair. Baltimore played very well. They had they had their new look offense clicking. Granted, against real shit defense, but they they look like a team that can put up some points even on the road. And it, it's a divisional game too, which. Uh, so they're not they're not putting this total at a crazy line. We're I kind of like the over. I kind of like the over I'm, on I'm this man. That four, it's forty three and a half right now. I know identical. they hung they hung that number for me to take the over. I'm almost certainly going to be on that over. Uh, I have questions about the Baltimore defense too. Beyond the fact that they were amazing today against Buffalo, I still think without Jimmy Smith in there, they're susceptible to the pass. And I think Cincinnati. I uh, granted, we got to look at the weather and all this too. It's going to be outdoors in Ohio. We saw what that did to the uh, uh, to the wild total in uh, in Pittsburgh's Cleveland. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, Cincinnati's offense and Baltimore's offense both look like they're clicking right now. That might be a fun one to get on board with the over if you can get an advantage number like forty three and a half. Um, interesting. Uh, let's um, 
let's see. I had a couple other quick, quick comments that I wanted to make. Um, I was, uh, yeah, disappointed in Tennessee, but I think this may open up an interesting opportunity to get involved with them against Houston, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, and this is in, you know, both of these quarterbacks is worth kind of following how the injury report goes. And maybe this is just a cross off game this week. Uh, Deshaun Watson got hurt on the last play of the game. He walked off under his own power, but it was his right leg, which is where he had the ACL, uh, surgery on. So keep an eye on how, you know, how things play out for Deshaun Watson. Uh, it'd be a shame if Houston season was over before it got started after one kind of okay effort in New England. Um, Mariota also got hit a couple times today, took a shot into the hand. He looked pretty bad uh, overall. Uh, and uh, this is this could be a pretty ugly game. Um, were there any other obvious injuries that are worth talking about? Well, just you stick with Tennessee there. I mean, Delaney Walker looks like he's probably done yeah. for the year. That ankle looked pretty messed up. Yeah. That sucks. That's a big part of their passing game. Um oh what was the other uh, they, did they lose Taylor uh, Lewan uh, as well? I don't I don't know on that. I'll have to look that one up. But uh, if you go down to Carolina who got the win against a a team that might have been offensive coordinated by my three year old. <laughs> they did lose Greg Olson and uh yeah, that was bad. Uh, Losing Greg Olson's tough. Greg Olson tough. Who else got hurt on that one? Was that Keekley? Uh, did he get hurt? Keekley at the very end, but it was yeah. it didn't it wasn't obvious to me that that was a, a season threatener um, or even a multi week threatener. It just kind of looked like he got got a little a little tweaked in yeah. the knee. And Taylor Taylor Lewan, the left tackle there for Tennessee, that was a concussion. Mm-hmm. I think they confirmed it was a concussion, so they did take him out. And then, yeah, the, the Keekly thing, we don't know much about yet, but that was real late in the game. So who knows? If he's if he's not back, that's a big blow for them, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – who do they got next week then? They're, yeah, let's uh, talk about – let's talk about this. So Atlanta and uh, Philadelphia, two that you should circle and kind of watch what happens with these lines this week. Uh, both teams get extra rest coming from Thursday to playing on Sunday. That's huge this time of year, having that extra rest. Nick Foles and uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, we were expecting – did you did you uh, get a look at the look-ahead line here? We were expecting um, – I don't know, at least I was, expecting something more like Philly closer to a touchdown uh, favorites down in Tampa Bay. And lo and behold, it's Philly minus three on the road. Uh, is this uh, – you know, this seems like a little too easy, like too good to be true kind of a line here with a team like uh, Tampa Bay coming off of that improbable division win, uh, now playing the Super Bowl champs at home, thinking they are better than they are maybe. Uh, we got uh, an angle on this one shaping up? It's one of those too good to be true. Do you believe in Nick Foles? Um, do you believe that Atlanta's defense was good? Because I do. I think that was a tough spot for Philly, even at home, playing against tough defense. They did get the win, but, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Atlanta's defense is better than Tampa Bay's. Tampa Bay's defense was giving up big chunks of yards, even even when you know when they didn't have a bigger, a bigger lead. And granted, it's tough to judge how a defense is going to play when you're up by, like, 24 points. But, <laughs> they, they, you know, even throughout the game, there were huge plays to Drew Brees. I think there's – a fair amount of playmakers on the uh, Philadelphia offense. What's the, what's the status of their receiver? 
I think Jeffrey's I probably heard, still I out. Jeffrey's probably, it says he's probably a couple weeks out yet. That's going to hurt, but yeah, if you think, I don't want to say bounce back because they won, but if you're a Philly fan, were you really impressed with that game? Like, if you're Coach Peterson, you're not. That was an ugly, ugly home win. I would I would want to go down to Tampa and stomp a team that's sitting pretty high right now. I don't I know. think so too. I don't know how I feel about the you know taking points on the road, but it'll be worth looking. It's it's getting bet up right now. You can see it, it's moving to three minus twenty right now. Um yeah, I would take it out to four without really being sweating it without yeah. sweating it. This is like a Philly by a touchdown type of game in my mind. Uh yeah, and let's talk about that Philly defense too. You you can rip on Sark all you want. That was a good a good red zone defense too. It was kind of compounding his problems. And then uh, you know over to Atlanta, they're gonna be yeah. five yeah. point favorites at home. Which what a, I hate fives. I hate it too. But uh, you can number. you can get a little reduced juice at five and a half or six if you're feeling it. Um, yeah, Carolina, uh, relatively significant dogs in Atlanta. I, I mean, in Atlanta, this is, a, this is a, you know, you're not going to get much more of a cherry spot than everybody just watched on this, you know, season opener, your offense, you know, couldn't get it done when they needed it to. Uh, and, uh, you know, perception is at an all time by low on this offense. And now you go back to the dome where, you know, you're, your presumably your your roster has been constructed to excel here in the dome. Um, feels like a a pretty outstanding spot to get on board with Atlanta, even though they are going to be without Keanu Neal, who tore his ACL and is done for the season. Um, I'm looking at probable for Deontay Devontae Freeman, which is huge. Uh, Greg Olson's doubtful. Um, this feels like a good spot to get behind uh, and back some uh, some Falcons. Um, yeah, and they. If, if they can just score from a little further out and stay out of the red zones, if they can get some 25-yard touchdowns, <laughs> they, they can put 40 up. 30. Yeah. Is, yeah. I, and it's not like, like Carolina, Carolina wasn't impressive today. No, they, like they were They were given plenty of opportunities to just run away with that game, and they did nothing of the like. No, no, no. At, at home against a completely toothless offense. Um, as far as, uh, you know, I'm just looking at some other numbers that are up. San Fran minus three. If you believe in Garoppolo, especially with Detroit having to go up to the, out to the West Coast. Uh, it's tough having not seen Detroit play yet. And same thing, I think, goes with, uh, with the Oakland-Denver game. Denver minus four and a half. It, that, Oakland, Oakland's such an enigma to me. I, I really don't know what to expect. It's true. I'm with you. Um, I'm probably going to be back in Denver minus four and a half in that spot just because of the the tough travel for Oakland. But uh, let's talk about uh, maybe the game of the week. Uh, rematch of the AFC title game. Um, why didn't they put this on Sunday Night Football Where instead is- of Giants-Dallas? Ugh. Uh, you got uh, Brady heading down to Jacksonville, Florida to take on Blake Bortles. They open Patriots as a small favorite here. Um I'm almost certainly taking the Jags in the money line in this game. Uh, can you talk me out of that? I mean, the Patriots are pretty good. They are, but they didn't really impress me today, even winning and covering by a half point or a point, depending on what you bet it. Yeah. Were they what looking? Were they Were they looking ahead? Uh, I mean, it's a big boy. game. It's a. I mean, they they're yeah. both out of division conference games, but. Uh, yeah, I don't 
I thought that I'd, Watson played extre- extremely poorly today. I thought yeah. of the of the quarterbacks with relatively high expectations over the course of the season, uh, you have probably at the bottom of the list in terms of week one performances. Deshaun Watson, uh, I thought he was pretty bad. Yeah, and if you start looking at who was trying to hang with Gronk today, you know, in New England, good point. Compared compared to who is going to hang with Gronk down in Jacksonville. Yeah, as far whether whether it's whether it's their you know whether it's their slot corners or any of their linebackers, it is an enormous step up. With Edelman out still, that's such a big. I mean, that's everything right now. That's if you can handle Gronk, you can kind of temper this team right now. They have a bunch of different running backs. James White looked okay, but I think if they can try to take Gronk out of the game plan, which ooh, bear down. Oh, look at that. Bears Chicago up Bears nothing. up 7 nothing. Well, six, Trubisky, see if they convert four that. 4 54 yards and a rushing touchdown. Boy, Mitchell, MVP. good. Uh, who is your MVP oh. after week one? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick well, I mean, MVP? That's just silly to say, but. Um, Realistically, though. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Should we just give it to Alex Smith again this time? <laughs> Alex Smith. The, well, let's talk about the Redskins Alex real quick. As I looked ahead, I was kind of mad looking at that. I'm like, oh, man, I think luck bounces back. And and I think that Washington's still, still kind of sneaky good. And yeah. they play each other. Of course. I'm Yeah, and uh, my initial lean here would be Washington. Uh, we're looking at uh, five and a half-ish here Colts on the road uh but yeah I mean Chris Thompson Jordan Reed when these guys are healthy and out there they uh they are legit on offense their defense maybe they played a pretty you know a pretty inferior opponent today but boy were they impressive uh this is uh it's gonna be interesting there's gonna be a lot of opportunities to back Washington over the course of this first half of the season so hopefully uh can make a good decision on this one but um the um maybe the last is that the last one you want to talk about? Look aheads before getting into Monday Night Football. Um, do you do you have your your uh, matrix up? Your schedule matrix? Yeah, is sure there, do. Is there yeah, is there anything else that we missed as far as uh, kind of bad scheduling spots for teams? Yeah, there's there's a huge one. Um, this uh, this week week two historically over the last handful of years since kind of they changed the collective, you know, since the new collective bargaining agreement, since they've cut down on the amount of off season prep time and guys have taken longer to get into shape. Uh, it, it, we have yet to see a team cover the spread when they are on the road for the second straight week, uh, week, but, and it's week two, um, there, that happens to three teams this week, uh, Houston, Kansas city, and Seattle, um, all three, Head back out on the road, Kansas City on the road in Pittsburgh, uh, setting up an opportunity to back Pittsburgh at a nice little minus five-ish. Um, Tennessee, we mentioned Houston, Tennessee gets a little muddy because we don't really know what's going on with the uh, injuries to those players. But uh, let's assume that uh, that opens in all, you know, Tennessee having lost in Miami today. and Tennessee, by the way, played like a long-ass game just because of all the delays. That's going to be weird. That may, that's probably going to be a stay away from it. To be honest, yeah, it is um, but, a weird. Uh, it's kind of a weird situation for them. It is. It is. That game and then, did take like six and a half hours to finish. It was a bizarre game, yeah. Uh, and then you get Seattle's on the road again, and at the, at the Bears. Um, so those are the three that uh, really stand out situationally. Um, I got uh, I got New England circled as a disadvantaged spot playing in the heat down in 
Florida this early in the season could be an impact deal. Um, you got the Chargers and the Raiders are both in uh, in tight spots. The Chargers are going to be playing early in Buffalo as they traditionally stink playing at 10, 10 a.m. kickoffs. Um, and uh, Oakland at uh, elevation after playing against the Rams on a short week is going to be a, a really tight spot for them. Um, so those are the major ones. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's starting to get to where the situational stuff should hopefully help tease out advantages in some of these games, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, and that's where you do kind of have to start to weigh these versus what you're feeling because – you know, like I kind of want to back the Chargers in a bounce back spot, but do you want to lay seven plus points on the road on the West Coast to East Coast travel spot? Like that's tough too, playing the early game. So that it's might awful. just, yeah. you know, I, sometimes two things like that kind of negate each other and just turn it into a stay away game or possibly, you know, if it gets to seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, it might be a teaser spot instead. So we'll definitely post some stuff. Well, I'm sure you, you can just start posting that uh, probably on deep dive on the, on the website, deep dive media.co. Are you going to do a, a situational spots article for the yeah, week? So, yeah. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, that was a layup. The, uh, I'm going to set up a, a little, uh, a little grid that kind of re highlights and explains a little bit more detail. What's coming in, coming in each week, what, what, what to look out for. Um, and then a little sneak, sneak look ahead at what's coming up week three as well. So you can get to get a sense of the sort of the, the arc of any given team from what happened week one to what they're looking at for week three. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about Monday night and let's, let's wrap this up and get it up for the people. We didn't preview Monday at all on, um, on our week one pod with Caleb, but, uh, here we sit Monday night football has a double header for us tomorrow. Um, get the jets heading up to Detroit to play in the dome. Sam Darnold's first ever start, uh, awful tough putting a rookie in a dome first ever start on national television. But, uh, you know, this is the kind of guy that I think is up to the task. It doesn't engage me in wanting to back the Jets as six and a half point underdogs. Uh, but uh, but certainly I have an angle here. I'm interested in the over, um, given that I think you have relatively competent um, offense for uh, Detroit. I think these guys are going to absolutely be able to find space and score against the Jets, potentially even get into the 30s, uh, which means if Darnold and company can get us into the high teens, low 20s, then over 45 is a uh, lovely look here. Um, I got uh, I got a feeling that that's going to climb too as it gets closer and closer to uh, Monday Night Football. So if you're feeling like I'm feeling that this is a good look at the over, um, maybe getting on it earlier is a good 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 angle. Um, and uh, and then Rams Raiders, that game's probably going to make or break my week. Uh, I need <laughs> the Rams. I need the Raiders to cover there. I put a lot. I got a lot down on these guys money line and and uh, points line. I'm just banking on the fact that the there's so much public uh perception of the rams going to be great this year and the raiders are going to suck and they got rid of cleo mac and now they don't have anyone on defense but uh you're still a team at home on monday night football um and um you know gruden's first ever uh you know first uh, uh you know 
game back as a head coach. I think he's going to give us something worthwhile and uh, surprise the Rams on the road uh, in their uh, in their home opener in Oakland. Um, you got any thoughts on Monday Night Football? I'm probably staying away from both of these right now. I'd look to if Detroit gets any more money, they might slide into a teaser. I thought about possibly Detroit's over team total over, but it's looking like 25 and a half, 26. I don't know how I feel about that, but at home, I want to do a little more research. That might be a play for me tomorrow. Maybe just half a play or something. I feel bad not having a, true play on the double day Monday night, but I also don't want to just force stuff. I don't have an inkling what's going to happen in the Rams Oakland game. Oakland is probably my biggest. I have no idea team this year. They could be good. I, I think I said something, I kind of group Carr and Mariota the same as far as, you know, they're good quarterbacks who had bad injuries that they carried with them all year and maybe they'll get better, and they still have Cooper there. They've got Jordy Nelson. Like, Oakland could be a decent offense. Their defense might struggle. I don't love parts of their offensive line. I, I just don't know what to do with this team. Like, the four feels about right. Like, it, it kind of breaks down for me as being a close game right around the total where it ends up 24-21, something along those lines. So I'll probably be leaving that one alone. Maybe I'll find some fun Monday night props. I like that call. Okay. Well, you can find uh, Andy's plays as always on Twitter. He's off to a hot start this year. So get, uh, get after him. Get after him. Keeping that, keeping that uh, preseason heat going. Yeah. Right. Uh, It's yeah. You're yeah. NFL. I got to start. I got to start listening to you, man. Well, I try to tell you just not to play so many totals. Yeah. That's probably good. Which I do play totals. I love totals, but I don't play them in the first week because I just have no feel. You got that team total with the Chargers, though. That was the right way to attack that game. Oh, I guess that was absolutely the right way to attack that game. Which, boy, the over. There was a couple overs that you could have played today that would have made you feel just so smart. Yeah, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, cashed at halftime. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. uh, Baltimore did it on their own. The Cincinnati, which I was feeling shitty about that because my initial lean on the Cincinnati indie game was the over. And then I switched to Cincy, which ended up working out. But the over would have been less sweaty. And if you yeah. want to talk, if you want to talk sweaty, funny. It, let's just uh, as far as getting the early number, getting the best of the number. Go look at that tie. Yeah, people bet under forty six, under four, which under forty six would have still cashed with a field goal. Yeah, it would have. Uh, and even under forty five and a half, forty five, you had to be feeling okay. But I mean, there's people that were dead. They had under 40. They chased the steam. If something moves five, six points, I mean, it was it was the right play. It was a smart play. It was a sharp play, however you want to put it. But it was. It was. That's kind of the key word. Like, you, you don't want to play it after something makes a six-point move like that. And it was funny because those people were probably feeling all right. And then all hell broke loose. Yep, seven points in the first half and uh, a cool thirty-five in the second half. Uh, crazy man. Um, let me uh, uh, preview preview yes. for Wednesday. Yeah, well, we're gonna have uh, another new another special guest on. Can't wait. Uh, it's another repeat. Uh, one of our all-time faves. Uh, you will absolutely enjoy it. Um, and um, 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive back into the slate and find some winners and uh, look forward to kind of building some momentum into the early part of the season. Sound good? That sounds fantastic. All right. Best of luck on Sunday Night Football. Hopefully this thing stays under 47. And uh, talk to you tomorrow. See you.